It is the Poker Show with Shane and Miles. Hey, baby, let's roll that music. makes me laugh a lot. Miles, how are you? Oh, I am great. I want to wish you a good morning, Shane, and everyone listening to this show, including Trevor Thomas. Yeah, Trevor, that one was for you. We got the sense that you really enjoyed the music, and, you know, a minute is just too short, I think, for intros on, uh, to podcasts. Absolutely. So how are things going out on the East Coast, Shane? Well, in the East Coast, they're good. I'm in my house like most of us. I haven't left my... I don't think I left my house. Oh, no, I did. I took a walk yesterday, but other than that, I didn't leave my house. Today, uh, after we do this, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm like vaguely worried about toilet paper. I have like 30 rolls left, which feels like it should last a month. But just in my head, I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe I should get one more. What, what have you been eating, Shane? Let's see. This morning, I had corn checks with bananas. I've been eating a lot of sandwiches because I got deli meat the last time I was at the store. Uh, and I had a salad, a chicken salad last night and nothing Ooh. at night. So I actually lost some weight for our uh, quarantine weight loss challenge. How about yourself? Wow. Very, uh, very European. Um, I, I'm doing well. You know, it's, we got a light dusting of snow, so it feels like a nice spring day out here. Uh, ready to sit down and tune in for day two of the head-to-head Slack poker tournament. Yeah, what an uh, unbelievable day one we had, Miles. Uh, do we want to talk about these matchups first or the results from day one? How do we want to uh, go through today? Well, I'll tell you what, Shane. You know, we did our first show yesterday. Uh, well, we released it the day before, but we recorded it yesterday. Um, you know, just a little bit of podcast magic for you there. And I think we've got to go through a couple of name corrections uh, for uh, some things that we may yes. have gotten wrong on the first show. So uh, let's start with Damon Cherico. I was correct about that. However, you were under the misconception that I think you, you said Cherico. Is that right? Correct. I, I believe uh, a few days ago I made a joke. It was a great joke. Uh, people are still talking about it. I still uh, bring it up wherever I go. Um, yeah. The grocery you, you store know. today, I know I'm going to be a huge hit because I'm just going to keep doing that joke over and over. Perfect. But, but it turns out it is Cherico. Uh, Chair Rick O. So Damon Cherico, we apologize, uh, and we will get it right going forward. Yeah, and may I just say it's a cool fucking name. Like, uh, it sounds like a Western gunslinger. I'm a huge. If it was a name bracket among the Slack Poker team, uh, Joanna May Hodges Faye would be up there. But other than that, I think Damon Cherico is my favorite. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I mean, really, Joanna May Hodges Faye, she's got a uh, an advantage on everybody else. She's got more names. Yeah, it's a volume game, names. The more you have, the better it is all the time, which is why uh, um, some of the old, uh, you know, like biblical figures uh, with like endless names, they are really the best. 
Absolutely. And, you know, what's interesting is uh, she let us know after our first show that uh, her fiance's parents are from Ireland or it may be Scotland. I can't remember. They're the same. Uh, but maybe she just likes scotch. Anyway, uh, that gives her another uh, notch there. Well, I would say that, you know, most folks count notches in their bedposts, Shane. Uh, but Joanna really just has to look at the stamps in her passport. That content brought to you exclusively by Miles Cottom. All right, so back to some of our other name corrections. Uh, I think, well, we weren't ever corrected uh, for Mr. Pomerantz, uh, whether it's Lionel or Lionel. However, uh, I do think your point, Shane, being from the South, Lionel makes more sense. So is he, do we know for sure he's from the South? No. I okay. thought he was either from Tennessee or Boston, but really they're the same. They are. They're both classic Southern places. Um, yeah, I, I would say Lionel. He's being coy about it, but... If he's from Boston, it's Lionel, and if he's from the South, it's Lionel. Um, right, or, oh, Lionel, I do declare, here is your white chocolate mocha this morning, sir. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so we've got, for the next two name corrections, Shane, we've got to go north of the border. Ooh, I don't like doing that, but uh, if we have to, we have to. Right, and, and I'll tell you, before we get there, I think this is a great spot for our first ad from Vermont Maple Syrup. Nothing compares to Vermont Maple Syrup. It's the only one that we here at Slack Poker trust for putting on our pancakes, our poutine, and our loved ones. Absolutely. I love slathering Vermont maple syrup all over my wife, and we do some really crazy stuff. I will say this, Miles. Uh, I'm from upstate New York, and if, if there's a close second, I'm not saying Vermont's not number one, but the Adirondack Mountains have a ton of maple trees. Uh, we do produce some really good maple syrup, so I just want to throw that out there for folks. If you're looking for a good alternative uh, to Vermont maple syrup, really the only choice is upstate New York maple syrup. Yeah, Mormon syrup, gotta love it. All right, uh, next we're gonna go with with one of our uh, Canadian friends here, Derek Bowie, or you know we called him Derek Bowie, but he has since said that it is a hard U, as in Derek Bowie. Is he wrong? Yeah, you know, I mean, traditionally with names, you say uh, the person who has the name sort of gets to decide how it's pronounced. But in this case, yeah, I do think he's wrong, Miles. I think you and I sort of have to um, have a certain authority over this. And B-U-E, I don't know. It just seems like, so what is it? Just pronouncing the letters B, U, and E really quickly? B-U-E? I guess so. I mean, it almost sounds like an acronym for biking under the influence. <laughs> it is. If you spell influence with an E, which I do, uh, yeah. that, would, that would be dead on. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's wrong, personally. I, I don't, again, normally I say the person has the autonomy to tell me how their name is pronounced because you're looking the at... Anton, the Antoine Jameson uh, conundrum. That's right, yeah. Who gets to decide? And I think it's fair that you and I do in this case. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and that brings us to another name north of the border. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, this is uh, Kyle. We've, we've known him for years at this point for pools as Kyle Wasco. Uh, now, he comes in the slack yesterday swinging that big Canadian dick of his. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying, my name is Kyle Wasco, uh, rhymes with mosque. And again, uh, it brings up a point, Miles, that you brought up. Is it a Canadian thing to pronounce your name incorrectly? Uh, and again, is he, is he wrong in this case? Well, it's, it's a good point. I mean, it, it, both of our Canadian contingent, our Canadian contingent here, uh, at least the ones that are still based there, uh, we don't need to get into Scott Premay. 
But uh, the ones that are still based <laughs> up there, I think they're all getting this wrong. I mean, what, what do they want us to believe next, that their prime minister's name is Justin Trudeau? I don't buy it, Shane. No, it's, yeah, I don't buy it either. Uh, I think Kyle, you know, I think he's trying to feel special in a way, Miles. I don't know if that resonates with you, if you think that's kind of true to form for him. But, yeah, I'm just not buying it, and I don't think we should recognize him or Derek uh, with their chosen uh, name pronunciations. You know what it may be for Kyle? I'm kind of getting the sense that Kyle is a, a fairly tall individual. Mm -hmm. And what it might be is just a translation issue with the words coming down uh, from that height. I think they might get broken up by some of the air particles, you know, particularly if it's kind of a warm, wet day. Uh, and by the time it gets to your ears, uh, it, it's going to sound like Wasco. But uh, either way, you know, beauty is in the ear of the beholder. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to our next ad spot, uh, Miles. Today we are... Uh, sponsored by the nation of Australia. When it comes to slow independence from Great Britain, our slow independence was the best. Australia, getting free from the Queen peacefully without seeming like total dorks. So thank you to Australia for that. They, uh, they paid us pretty well, Miles, for that ad. Absolutely. Uh, well, Shane, you know, speaking of Australia... You want to go ahead and get right into the matchups? Yes, let us do it. Uh, now, do we? Let's see. Do we want to talk about yesterday's results at all, or probably not? Yeah, right. I, I think we should. I think we okay. should go over okay. them just briefly. Great. Uh, so let's start with. Uh, let's start at the top. We had Jacob uh, Jacob Weinling against Trevor Thomas. Again, this was always something that we thought. You know, if we had a lot of money to bet, maybe I would have taken Jake because he's really, really good. Uh, Trevor, you chose him as the 16 seed. That was had nothing to do with me. You, you chose him specifically for that spot. So, look, Jake came through, but Miles, I think it was harder than many of us thought it was going to be. It was. Jacob had some words to say uh, about the match after the game, and uh, I don't remember them, but he had some to say, and he said them. He did. He said them right out loud uh, on the Slack, if he's like me, where he says everything out loud that he types. Right, absolutely. Uh, so Jacob's moving on in that one. Trevor's been relegated to the uh, loser's bracket. Uh, but it, it did seem like a much tougher matchup than some of these other ones. I mean, they went 98 hands. Uh, that's good for second longest match of the first round behind Kyle and Sam's uh, infinite game. Yeah, so for Trevor to take him 98, uh, 98 hands, I think is a, it's a victory in its own way for Trevor. And you have to wonder, does it put a little hit in, in Jake's confidence, especially... Because his second-round opponent, Charles Starr, who we don't really know, he is the mysterious figure uh, that we can't really put a finger on. He really took it to, speaking of Australia, Anthony Doe. Absolutely. And Shane, did you watch that match between Charles and Anthony? I only saw a couple hands. I was playing last night in a bigger game where I finished second, where Sam Flo totally ruined me head-to-head -head once we got down to it. So I only kind of was you know, sort of keeping track of the chip totals, but I didn't see specific hands as much. I didn't either, so I don't want to talk about it. Great. Miles caught him <laughs> in the next match. This might be another one you don't want to talk about, but you took on Joanna, and folks, after 90 hands, uh, Joanna came through with a victory there. She sure did, Shane. Uh, she absolutely worked me over. Uh, I had not played with Joanna before. Um, she played with Derek earlier in the day, so uh, I have a feeling there might be a little bit of collusion going on there. Um, Definitely. Investigate. Oh, yeah, we need to investigate. I think, look, it, it might be hard to prove anything, especially if they kind of clam up uh, like a lot of hardened criminals do. But I don't think it's too much to ask that we put surveillance cameras in Derek's living room or wherever he plays poker so we can watch his computer screen uh, and make sure that he is not chatting with Joanna and sort of relaying her advice in uh, a replay of, uh, what is his name, Charles Van Dorn from the quiz show where he was sort of getting fed the answers right. through an earpiece. 
I think we should look into that. I'm not saying it's definitely true, but I would say like, you know, it's like having pocket aces. It's probably true. Probably going to win. Absolutely. Uh, but, but all credit goes out to Joanna in that one. She, uh, did not give me a read at all on what she was doing. I, I didn't have any idea if she had a hand, if she didn't. Uh, and then she, she started some, some pretty advanced psychological warfare, Shane. Uh, once we got into the big blinds, the big blind areas, you know, 200, 600 chips, uh, per blind, she started bringing up some Alice in Wonderland quotes, uh, through the looking glass, um, uh, and, you know, by Charles Dickens, you're familiar. Sure. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, she, she really started going in on, on some of the poems, uh, the Jabberwocky as oh. well as, and that's yeah. not the dance troupe, Shane. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, I, I think immediately of my favorite dance troupe, the Jabberwocks, when I, when I think of that poem. Yes. Yeah. You almost got that right. Um, and so, uh, but then she started going in with, with, uh, the walrus and the carpenter and, you know, we had a nice conversation doing this. It was a pleasant game. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was as close to a friendly matchup as you can get, uh, for these cutthroat stages of the early tournaments. But, uh, you know, after all, uh, we ultimately, you know, we ended up talking for a good while about shoes and ships and sealing wax and Mm -hmm. cabbages Mm -hmm. and Kings. Uh, but after that, you know, Joanna came out on top. And uh, I went all in with a pair of fours. Uh, the board was paired with nines and uh, another card that wasn't very good. I, I thought I had a decent shot there. But sure enough, uh, Joanna turns over. She calls me. She turns over the full house. And she's moving on to face the winner of your matchup against Josh Delaney, who I assume was you, Shane. Uh, yeah, Josh Delaney is me. It's one of my, what really miles there's, uh, it's only you, me and 14 alter egos of me in this tournament. Uh, I know it seems weird that we're doing a podcast about this. Uh, if the Alice in Wonderland wasn't psychedelic enough, by the way, real quick, going back to that. Um, I don't know if this is actually in the story, but in the song, um, there's a reference, the song by, uh, Oh God, that San Francisco group. Uh, the Bee Gees. No, not the Bee Gees. Um, uh, uh, whatever it is, there's a lyric about chasing rabbits, and isn't that a poker reference? It could be. Um, the song. The song is about Alice. racing. Oh, it could be what? Uh, you know about greyhound racing. You know they they would chase the rabbit as well. Well, no, okay. Jefferson Airplane is the group I'm thinking of, and the song is about Alice in Wonderland. So basically, I'm just I'm just verifying what you're saying that. Uh, Joanna was running a deep psyops campaign on you, CIA style, to get in your head and make you think of sort of uh, existential, you know, weird, weird stuff. Um, so yeah, good, good job, Joanna, there. And yeah, if we got to talk about me and Josh, then we have to. He, yeah, he just owned me from the start. It was, it was slow. I lasted eighty-seven hands, but I don't think I ever had a lead. And he just kind of like chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Um, I feel like I got even lucky at one point to stay in. Maybe I got a card on a turn or something. It was never it was never really in doubt. He just kind of controlled the whole thing. So it was discouraging, and uh, then it happened again against Sam Flo in a, cat, in a bigger tournament last night. So my confidence is at rock bottom, and I think yours probably is too. Uh, and so you and I are playing in Game 10 in an elimination game in what could be just a really, truly ugly game of poker. Absolutely, and... and- Something that we've been requested to do and something that I think, Shane, we can uh, divulge on this podcast here today is you and I are going to record our next podcast live while we're playing our Game 10 elimination matchup. Are we really going to do that? I didn't know that was decided. I didn't either, but I think we should now. (laughs) Okay. That sounds uh, fantastic. Hold on. Upwork has the world. 
Um, yeah, that is uh, that's good. I'm uh, hold on. I'm going to cue up Miles the uh, the song "White Rabbit" by Jefferson Airplane so people can oh, listen. Because I know Trevor probably wants more really long songs. Sure. Yeah. But it looks like YouTube's going to make me watch an ad though, so I'm not going to do that. I'll go back on that. Let's um, let's right, move on. We can only hear from our ad sponsors here, Shane. Yeah, we'll, and we'll get in big trouble with maple syrup in Australia if we if we just randomly throw in other ads. Absolutely. Just like our our next ad spot for girls season seven. Have you ever wanted to see Condoleezza Rice eating a whole Midwestern ass? Tune in to Girls Season 7, coming soon to HBO. <laughs> now, there was a discussion of that yesterday. I have to say, I really enjoyed the show Girls. I don't like Lena Dunham as a person, but I thought that was a good show. And so who was it? Trevor and somebody else saying they hated it? Uh, Joanna did not like it. Trevor did not like it. Uh, it seems by their reaction that Chris P.A., uh, Chris O'Neill, who tried to tell us that he goes by Chris O'Neill, but... We're not going to fall for that one, Shane. Absolutely not. Uh, and then I think Sam Flo also uh, is not a girls fan. So wait, Chris was against it or Chris was for it? You never can tell with Chris, but okay. I, I believe he was against it. I think I think Chris does not like girls. In, okay, <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I like it. I'm just going to say that. I'll leave it there. We don't have to get into a big girls discussion, but you guys are all wrong. You should watch, you know, some of like season three, season four. It's really quite good. All right, so, Miles, let's move ahead. Kyle Wasco uh, against Sam Flo. That was game five, and like you said, it was uh, an absolute marathon. Shane, you said Kyle Wasco, and I'm concerned that you're capitulating. Oh, my God, shit. I've secretly been influenced by Canadian propaganda. Uh, Yeah, so that's pretty bad, but uh, it seems like he may have won, but I think the real story out of this match is Sam Flo. uh, Played a great match. He's going to be a formidable opponent. Uh, I could see Sam going on to win this thing. Who cares about Kyle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. This is all about Sam. Um, I just came away from that match thinking Sam, 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 just going nuts with Sam in my head. I went outside and all the people crowding my street were just talking about Sam Flo. Uh, they had all watched it on Poker RR. Um, yeah, he really, I feel like I'm on NBC right now. He lost, but he really came out as the winner tonight, Miles. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that one of the things that we've got to remember with Kyle Wasco is exactly where I was going with this comment. And I don't remember it, Shane, so I think we've got to move on. Okay, that sounds really good. Uh, Jim Lynch, who I think has fallen on poker hard times, it's fair to say, lately. Uh, he took on Chris O'Neill, and Jim lost in 22 hands, which was our second quickest match of the opening round. Uh, Chris advances. He will take on Kyle uh, what do you have to say about Jim? I mean, I just think, you know, he, he started out really well in some tournaments and his star has really fallen, I think. You know, I think Jim understands the game, right? It's head-to-head poker. Ultimately, it's a coin flip. And Jim doesn't have time for that. Yeah, he doesn't. He uh, Like me, he probably doesn't own coins. You and I tried a coin flip the other day in our first episode and it was a logistical disaster. So I'm, I'm kind of with him there. Right. Absolutely. I mean, he, you know, Jim and Tom Stein have been working on a uh, political or or on a uh, policy proposal for us. (laughs) And I think they've been going back and forth on the uh, politics slack, uh, just trying to get that underway. So I know Jim's busy. He's a busy guy. Um, You know, there's no point in sitting on a good hand. You know, what's what's the point of winning 120 chips? Just go ahead and get them all in the pot. And Jim did. Uh, It just turns out that, uh, Chris went in with ace 10, calling Jim's pair of fives, I believe it was. Oh, and, uh, I didn't you know, realize Chris that. The ace. And yeah. so Chris is moving on. There it is. I, um, I, do, I would like to see you know, if, if what we're doing here, Miles, ever turns into a slack-wide podcast network, uh, I really would like to see a Jim and Tom, the Jim and Tom show, uh, politics for 
people that you don't agree with <laughs> on anything. Uh, no, wouldn't that be fun, though? I think those guys would play off each other well, and I think there would be some real, real big fights, which I would like to hear. I, you know, I understand they're good friends, and uh, this is the kind of thing that, that can happen amongst friends. So um, I, regardless to say, this is take nothing away from Chris's win. Uh, Chris is moving on in the winner's bracket to face Kyle uh, in a bracket that really – you know, it's called the winner's bracket, but we all know what those guys are, don't we, Shane? No, I don't. I don't. You tell me. All right. So Damon Chirico, or Jericho, and Derek <laughs> Bowie in our 7-10 matchup. Yeah, so this one uh, went 66 hands. Uh, Damon, I would say, like, Damon is not afraid to call you. And that is a – it can be dangerous or it can be kind of foolhardy, depending on how he's playing. Uh, so he's a guy in head-to-head who's really scary. So that's a big win for Derek. I don't like to praise – Derek or any Canadian, but I have to say, going through there, um, not only that, he's tutored Joanna. There's a storyline developing here, Miles, which is that the teacher and the student could end up meeting for the championship. We're a long way away from that, but it's out there. It's out there in the ether, and I'm pushing it. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what I'm afraid of is we're going to end up with one of those, what is it, beautiful mind? Nope, that's not the right one, Shane. Finding Forrester. Yeah, there it is. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> nope. I'm just saying at this point, I'm just going through a list of shows that I found online. Just some stuff. Yeah. Uh, he got yeah. game where the father, where Denzel plays Ray Allen in that one-on-one game. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Avon Barksdale was the best point guard on the team, but then he gets in a car accident. Yeah. I've seen that one. Good stuff. I didn't, I didn't even remember that Avon was in that. Um, yep. All right, so, yeah, uh, Derek goes through. Damon is going to the loser's bracket with you and I, and that brings us to our final matchup, which I thought was going to be the best one. I had kind of earmarked this as two really strong players, Brian Lauer and Lionel Pomerantz um, playing in uh, game eight, and this one, Miles, lasted all of eight hands. And, and you know what, Shane? Some might say it was the best game of the first round, specifically for that fact. Yeah, I was uh, mentioning to you last night, there was talk early on that maybe we were going to do a best of three because, you know, hey, it's head to head. It's going to go quick. Maybe we'll do a best of three. Well, thank God, looking at 150 hand ones like Kyle versus Sam, that we didn't do that. But, you know, Brian Lionel, I mean, that's one they, they could have run it back. Absolutely. And, and Lionel got in there. I, I believe that they got in with, uh, I think each of them had a pocket pair, maybe. Uh, and, and Lionel just happened to have the higher pair. So he's moving on to face mouth breathing Bowie. Uh, while Brian Lauer gets sent over to game 12 against Damon uh, in the on the loser side of things. Yeah, and so, again, the, the matchups today on the winner's side, Jacob versus Charles, Joanna versus Josh, Kyle versus Chris, Derek versus Lionel, Damon versus Brian, Sam, oh, sorry, over to the loser's bracket, Damon versus Brian, Sam versus Jim, Miles and Shane, and Trevor Anthony. And Shane, what I think this just shows after what was a great first round is just how well and accurately the committee did their work in seeding the players and organizing the matchups. Let's see. We had one uh, seed. Let's see. Uh, yeah, there's two. So two. You know, I, we've got to, we've got to wrap this up soon. Shane. I don't <laughs> think it's really worth getting into it, uh, but I think it, we should both pat ourselves on the back and it was perfect. Uh, our colleague, uh, secretary rice for the beautiful job we did in organizing this. Yeah, she was fantastic. You were fantastic. And uh, yeah, nothing bad to say at all. Um, well, Miles, what do you think? Should we uh, should we analyze these at all? Should we get going? Uh, should we stop short? We're about a half hour now. We could call it a day. We could, but I don't think Trevor Thomas would want us to do that. I think what we want to do here uh, is take some questions from our fans. 
That sounds – oh, of course. Yes, please. Uh, you started off, Miles. What do we got? Sure. So uh, we had a question from Derek. Uh, he says, are you regretting your asinine replay skit? Well, you know, that brings up a, a really good question from Derek. And it's fair. It's tough, but it's fair. And, you know, thinking about it, look, Miles, the deal is Derek had an honest opinion. We don't agree. But I don't know if using this platform um, to kind of like take a shot at him was necessarily the right thing to do. So I have to say, yes, I, I do regret. I don't know how you feel. Uh, yes, we, we do regret our asinine replay skit. Okay. And if you asked us, Derek, are you regretting your asinine replay skit? We say, yes, yes. we are. Yes, we are. Uh, okay, well, should we? I guess let's move on. And uh, next we can talk about... Um, Ooh, Shane, I, I'm getting something here. Oh, what's uh, up? I think we... Uh, we, we might have an issue with our answer to that last question. I think we're going to have to consult the instant replay. Oh, well, that's fair. I mean, it's, you know, we've got to make sure we got it right. All right. So here, let me roll it back real quick. Okay. Are you regretting your asinine replay skit? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Go fuck yourself, Derek. Go to hell, Derek. Yes, yes, we, we are. Huh. Well, huh. boy, it feels weird, but for the second show in a row, but I kind of heard us tell him to like fuck off before before I heard the yes, we are. So I, what do you think on that one, Miles? Well, I, you know, Shane, it doesn't matter what I think. The replay bears it out pretty specifically. Yeah. Derek can yeah. go to hell. That's right. We have rules in place for a reason. Uh, you know, you and I might remember what, how things went down differently, but sorry, Derek, we don't regret it. Absolutely. So uh, our next question is from Kyle, and it's actually two questions. I think he's, he's uh, taking advantage of us a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, Kyle asks, what is the ideal number of drinks to consume prior to a heads-up game and during a heads-up game? Okay, well, Miles, I, I know you've done uh, a lot of statistical work on this. So if I'm not mistaken, you have some personal experience from last night with this. Absolutely, uh, Shane. We brought Stats Inc. back for this one okay. uh, to determine the exact, the ideal number of drinks. They to have consume. really fallen on hard times. And uh, Joanna, before her game against me yesterday, consumed an entire bottle of wine. Now, I don't know what type of wine. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was Pinot Grigio or a Cabernet, or some Muscadine wine, or that Thunderbird wine malt liquor. Uh, but she had an entire bottle of it. And during the game, she finished another half a bottle. So at some point between starting and finishing your game of Heads Up Poker, Shane, I think the results bear out. A bottle to a bottle and a half of wine is ideal to put yourself under the perfect head-to-head -head poker conditions. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I, I'm going to use that tonight against you, uh, assuming we get a chance to play this evening. I was not under the impression that you drank wine out of bottles, Shane. Well, I don't necessarily. I mean, usually I choose to pour them in a glass, but if, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, I mean, we're in the age of the coronavirus. Anybody who's not adapting uh, is kind of, you know, going to be behind the curve. So I'm willing to try anything. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you for your question, Kyle. Uh, I think we'll get to our next one. This is from Josh Delaney. Mm -hmm. And Shane, this is directed to you. Josh says, fuck, Mary, kill. Art Bryles, Joe Paterno, or me, Josh Delaney? Oh, well, this is kind of an easy one for me because I have always wanted to fuck Josh Delaney. Um, I've always wanted to marry a dead person. <laughs> and, you know, if I have to kill somebody, killing Art Bryles seems like an easy thing. So I would kill Art Bryles, I would marry the dead corpse of Joe Paterno, and I would act out a fantasy I've had for a very long time of fucking Josh Delaney. 
All right. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we have one last question, and it comes from Kyle again, uh, from Kyle Wasco. Uh, he says, has, heads up, has ultra-aggressive heads-up play ruined the game for purists? And he adds that he's asking for a friend. Yeah, so, I mean, Miles, to me, this is what we call concern trolling or whining or I don't know what. He won his first round match. Why would he be asking this question? Well, my concern here, Shane, is that he says he's asking for a friend. So mm -hmm. we know this question is a lie to begin with. So, frankly, let's not even dignify this question. Yeah, Kyle has no friends, so it's impossible. The question is, like, impossible on its face. Let's not dignify it. You're absolutely right. Perfect. So... Uh, Shane, anything else you'd like to add today before we kick off our, our second round matchups? Uh, no, I don't think I have anything to add except that, you know, I look forward to our match. I think whoever wins our match is going to reverse their sort of negative mojo and I think has a really good chance to, to do something special in this tournament. And uh, Miles, as we go out here, there's a song I think you need to listen to uh, before we go into this. Are you, uh, are you ready for that? Anything else to add before we do it? I am in the right headspace to receive information that might hurt me, Shane. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Goodbye, everybody. We will see you after the second round. Miles, if you're listening to this, I'm inside your brain. I've been there for years. I only care about songs that start with One Pill Makes You Larger. Miles, today you're going all in anytime you have a low, unsuited, non-pair. Miles, when you lose tonight's game, you're going to choose to run naked through a grocery store. When they arrest you, you're going to tell the police that you're the devil of the lettuce aisle. When they interview you down at the police station, you're going to speak in tongues and keep repeating, all in, all in. When they bring you to the gallows, they're gonna say I was never the devil. I am the poker god! I am the god of the cards! I am the club, the king, the queen, the spade, the diamond, the heart! And before they hang you, you're gonna shout to the heavens, Feed your head!